Welcome to the Disney Wedding Podcast, brought to you by Passporter's Disney Weddings and Honeymoons, the only guidebook and bridal organizer tailored exclusively to Disney's fairy tale weddings. I'm your host, Carrie Hayward. Each week I feature a different aspect of Disney weddings, from the latest news, information, and money-saving tips, to interviews with wedding vendors and real Disney brides and grooms. I also cover honeymoons, anniversaries, and engagements at the Disney parks and resorts. Join me now as the Disney Wedding Podcast celebrates romance at Disney destinations worldwide. Today on the Disney Wedding Podcast, I am chatting with Arlene and Dick Van Dyke about their recent wedding. And I know that usually the show focuses on weddings that take place at the Disney resorts or the Disney theme parks, but I think that when the groom is a Disney legend, uh, your wedding qualifies as a Disney wedding. So welcome, Dick and Arlene. Thank, Thank you. you. Thanks for having us. Thanks so much for being on the show today. I can't wait to share the story of your wedding, your two weddings actually, with my listeners. Can you tell us a little bit about how you chose to have a legal ceremony first and then a big party wedding later? I think that's actually more common than most people realize. And I was wondering if you could talk a little bit about that decision. Well, it was my idea. We wanted to get married and a big wedding with, you know, family and relatives from afar takes forever to prepare and get ready for. So we said, why don't we sneak off and get married? And then we'll later put on a big one for, for everybody else. And it worked out great. That's cool. That's cool. So tell us a little bit about what that first wedding was like. It was a coincidence that it was on Leap Day. That was an absolute coincidence. Um, my mom was in Vegas or something. The Monday we were going to get married, which was like the, the 26th or something. And... Um, she was available to come on Wednesday, and we, it just happened to be leap day, so it just worked out. Uh, we, we got married up at the Sarah Retreat, which is right in the same area we live, and it was just really small. It was about 10 people. At the moment. Yeah, 10 people, uh, very small, short. Father Warren uh, up at the mission married us. We came back down here. We had tea sandwiches, and uh, it was just really, really kind of short and sweet. The retreat up there is a, is a Franciscan monastery founded by Junipero Serra <laughs> years ago. And Father Warren's been there a long time and is a good friend. So he offered to do it for us. It was lovely. That's great. Yeah, it's always nice when someone you know can officiate. Yes. I think it makes a big difference. Yeah. It, puts a, it's, it puts a lot of relief when, when you do the big party. It's You're already married, so <laughs> it just seems like... It's a big deal, but it's not. You don't have the same nerves as you do if you're doing it all in the same same uh, event. Okay, so then how long did it take you to plan that second event? It really took about three months. <laughs> Which my wedding planner, her head was going to explode because. Not only was it a theme wedding, which had so many details, but I did it in a, such a short, uh, you know, usually I've learned that most weddings take over a year to plan. And it was at a private residence that they didn't live there. It was just their extra house that they let us borrow. And so there was all these logistic issues with it that uh, made it more interesting, I guess, for her and, uh, and my, myself. But, uh, yeah, I was pretty impressed that we got it all done in three months. <laughs> she had this 
grandiose theme in her mind and tried to explain it to me. I didn't get any. <laughs> I didn't understand, but she knew what she was doing. As long as the bride knows, it'll turn yes. out. <laughs> yes. But actually, that leads into my next question. Some grooms are more hands-on than others. Dick, did you participate in any of the planning, or did you have any requests or preferences for the big party? Not really. I kind of left in her hands because she told me it was going to be. <laughs> But I think on purpose didn't tell me all that much, so that when I walked in there, I was really awed. That's great. Yeah, that's nice. Usually it's the bride who gets the surprise of seeing the room, but in this case, the groom was even more surprised. Yes. He hit his mark, and he was (laughs) perfect. So let's talk about this event had this fantastic theme. What came first? Was it the theme or the venue? I I just love the circus. I love, I've always wanted to join a circus. I'm not (laughs) athletic enough to uh, be in a circus, but I just love that theme. I just, everything about it is just so whimsical. So I I wanted something like that. And then our friends, the uh, Mancuzos, Faye and Frank Mancuso, they had this beach house right on the beach, gorgeous view. And so the beach and the, the circus kind of came together. So it was kind of, I guess, the, the beach location pushed it to be what it was. So it kind of put it over the top. And then the color, the, my colors were not like a conventional circus color, like the primary colors. It was more of pastel sea foam. It was called the sea foam circus. So it was, sea foam was a huge part of the color palette. We really didn't look that much, did we? We had, no. I asked Faye, who's, the, he was uh, the head of MGM for a long time, the retired, wonderful couple. I said, we're looking for a place to get married, you know, and, and I just said, can you suggest a place? And she said, why don't you use our house? Which really was a lifesaver. It was perfect. One thing I, I don't regret it, I just, uh, I, I didn't realize what I was getting into is um, when you tent something, when you tent a location, It's wonderful that you have a blank canvas, but you also don't realize all the little things that you have to pay for, (laughs) like (laughs) exit signs, bathrooms. You don't know what the weather is going to be like, so you have to account for if it's going to be hot, you need to have air conditioning. If it's going to be cold, you need to have heater, and you have to have it on location, ready to go in case that happens. So that is unnerving (laughs) to, you know, when you're in a banquet hall, Everything's there, all the silverware, all the glasses, it's all there. But when you are building a location, that was a lot of work. <laughs> but again, it came out so beautifully, I can't say I wouldn't do it again. So, <laughs> but yeah, I remember we, uh, was it supposed to be cold? I think they were saying, oh, it's going to be, the fog is going to roll in. So we had to get these plastic walls, and I, hate, I didn't like the way they looked. And it ended up being hot in there it because all that body heat, it just started being hot. And so we had a, they had to quickly tear them all down because it was like a, an oven in there. It was like a greenhouse. So I went, get those things down. But other than that, it was, it was God, it was wonderful. Okay. And so Dick, you weren't quite clear on what this was going to be, but when you finally saw it, what was your first impression? Oh, I kept thinking, well, how much is this going to cost? <laughs> <laughs> But it, it was the most spectacular wedding I have ever been to. It really was. It was, a, it was partly Cirque. You know, we had jugglers and women in bubbles in the pool. And it was incredible. And this huge tent, all lit seafoam green with an octopus painted on the floor. It was gorgeous. 
okay, so we talked about how you decided on the venue. It was, you know, you knew these people, they were friends. And did you go see it first before you said, okay, we'll take it? Or were you just like, hey? They invited us to their house for lunch one time. And you drive up and it's this, you know, the gate just opens. And then there's this drive and we're both Dick and I are like, oh my God, we're just going there for lunch. And they, and then the house is on, on the, it's not like literally on the sand, but it, the view when you walk out into the backyard is, oh, it's just amazing. And that was six months before our wedding. And we were just, we just asked Faye Mancuso, do you know of any locations? Cause we have a hard time. We wanted to keep it in Malibu, but Malibu is so hard with timing and the crowd control. It just, it's hard to find a good venue out in Malibu. And she just offered it to us. And we just, we just couldn't believe it. I mean, if we didn't do anything to the location, it would have been amazing. But that we had this amazing location and then I did all these things to it was And just she a was hands-on every detail. Yeah. Every last little detail. Yes. Oh, she, would, she kept changing and changing and <laughs> refining and refining. <laughs> well, yeah, let's talk about that. What were some of the DIY projects you did or the things that you were really involved in? I was involved in, in everything, but I, I knew enough about myself as far as I'm a procrastinator <laughs> and I didn't want to be gluing thing, you know, in a hot glue gun the night before and it would look like a mess. So I, I did delegate a lot of things. I let things go and let other people do them. And I didn't realize with this wedding how I didn't realize I was not controlling, but I mean, I, I just, once I knew what I wanted. I, I just had that vision and I, I wasn't a bridezilla, but I mean, I just, I had a very specific look and Pinterest was a huge help to me because when you tell someone that it's a circus wedding, they automatically go to the typical, uh, you know, kind of hokey. And, um, and, you know, some people were going, it's like a kid's going to be like a kid's party. And they just thought it was going to be schlocky. And, um, I just said, no, I want it. I want it to be elegant. And so Pinterest was very helpful when I would show the pictures and it was just would explain what I wanted to do. Um, the only thing I did as far as do it yourself were the table escort cards. And I was doing that up until like I had my hair in curlers and I was doing that. To, so I knew God, if I had, a, if I was going to do the centerpieces or I did do the, the prototype for the centerpiece, which is, was a, like a top hat, a felt top hat. We did different colors and then it had, um, shells and, um, feathers. And so those were the centerpieces in the middle of the tables. What else did I do? I, I think I, I didn't do anything like actually with my, you know, it was more my ideas and then someone else would do it. Because I trusted, <laughs> I trusted the professionals would you know execute it better than I would. So, and so you had the services of a wedding planner throughout the an absolute wonderful wedding planner, uh, Laura Geary, whose company is Rebel Bell Weddings, and she does avant-garde weddings. So she was perfect to do this wedding. Even still, her I mean the poor thing. Not only did we have such a short time frame, but my details were so beyond any conventional wedding that her i mean when she was taking notes at the meeting between the flower and the um my um i guess he's my son-in-law my stepson-in-law kevin yeah. <laughs> was helping me with with the event also 
her head was looked like it was going to explode. She was so red, <laughs> just writing down all the details. What do you mean jellyfish? Well, there's going to be dancing jellyfish. There's going to be a bear. There's going to be um, the part where the girl is going to be in a, a like a plastic bubble. And you know, just what? Oh, she just was writing feverishly down. So yeah, she was amazing. She was the perfect woman to do this. So. Now, you talked about working with your stepson-in-law. <laughs> yes. Were there any other friends or family members who contributed their time or their skills to the event? A lot of friends. Yeah, I have an amazing set of friends. My friend Scott was the circus barker. And he was a, he was dressed like a circus barker, but then he had this tentacle, this octopus kind of unicorn tentacle hat. He wore it the whole time. And he would do the announcements. He was incredible. I mean, you looked like a character out of Alice in Wonderland. Yeah, kind of incredible. And then um, my friend Stacy. I didn't have. I didn't have bridesmaids. I had actually feather boys. I had two of my friends that covered me with a bur- burlesque fans as I came out. <laughs> so they were wonderful, and also they helped me with my uh, bouquet toss dance. They brought those feather fans back again. My friend Stacy was amazing. She wasn't my bridesmaid, but she kind of was because she just helped me when she's a wardrobe stylist. So if I just needed something, she would drop everything and she knew she was so resourceful. And it wasn't necessarily about my wardrobe. It was just she could research something. She just would know how to get something done. Um, who else helped? My brother did the our, our toast, but he's a stand-up comic, so it was great because you know he is my my only brother, but also his um, speech was very funny, and you know having the topic of your sister marrying Dick Van Dyke is a great uh, <laughs> premise to have a set on. So it just that that was great. Um, who else did anyone else? Did anybody from Dick's side of the family participate? Kevin, Kevin was amazing. I mean, he has a production company that does special events. Um, I mean, he was very helpful. He was my, what is it, the right-hand man? Yeah. <laughs> he was with me the whole time. I mean, he, he helped with every everything. I mean, with the, with the location, with the rentals, with the entertainment, with everything. So he was the most involved of the whole thing. He was wonderful. The whole thing about it was that most weddings are quite formal and serious and can get tiresome and boring. Mm -hmm. This was an absolute circus. Everybody had a wonderful time and it never slowed down. We both wrote our own, what do I want to say, ceremony? Yeah, vows. (laughs) And that was was good. And then there was was dancing and music and it was, it turned into quite a party. But it was the most entertaining wedding I've ever been to. Oh, Brian from the Fantastic Sticks Acapella Group married us, so he was um, also part of it. But people would just say it was like a show, but there was a wedding in there. Mm-hmm. I just didn't. Why? I always, you know, you go to these weddings that are stuffy. You know, after the cake cutting, everyone leaves. I went, oh no, 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 nobody. I mean, you can leave if you want, but you're not going to want to leave. And um, that was the very wee important. small hours too. Yeah, that was. Be- <laughs> that was important. I wanted everyone to have fun. I wanted everyone to feel, I mean, I feel like my life is a dream. I wanted people to feel like they were in a dream. And I, that was just, it, it was wonderful. I want to do it again. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I just had a vow renewal. I highly recommend them. <laughs> yeah. uh, so now both of you are entertainers. Did you perform? It sounds like you performed together. 
We yes. did a duet. We did a duet. Uh, from, it was from Annie Get Your Annie Gun. Annie Get Your Gun, Old Fashioned Wedding. Where they sang uh, contrapuntally. I'm thinking about a nice wedding, and she's saying <laughs> she wants a wedding like the Vanderbilts. <laughs> it was very entertaining. They liked it. We changed it to the Kardashians to the be Kardashians. more topical. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the, I feel like the whole wedding was entertainment. I mean, it was, um, and I had the cocktail hour before the wedding because I always have been to weddings where you get to the ceremony and it's, everyone's all, you know, stiff and you don't know anybody. And I just thought it'd be nice to just have the cocktail first, loosen people up and then go into the ceremony. But you know, right when you walked in, there was a girl in a bubble and you looked out onto the ocean and my friend, oh, I forgot. I had another friend, Brooke, she was, um, my friend was a, a harpist. She looks like a mermaid also. So it was wonderful. So when you walked into the cocktail hour in the beginning, you have a girl in a bubble, like an acrobat. You have this beautiful mermaidy looking woman playing harp and you're drinking these, I made, um, of course, theme related uh, cocktails. And then you, you go into the ceremony, which was in a different, it was in this, the same location, but it was in the tennis court. We had a tented like a circus and um so they go into that and then they we had like jugglers and these girls with the ribbons and um that was before the ceremony before the ceremony yeah there and there was like a i had very specific songs i mean everything was choreographed (laughs) i had very specific songs for you know for the jugglers to come out and then then we walked out my brother um who was it my mom and my brother no brian came out first my mom and my brother dick came out and then i came out and then after that, we had the, the duet. It just never stopped. There was just never a time to get bored. I mean, if you couldn't have fun at this wedding, there's something <laughs> wrong with you. <laughs> and you had popcorn machine. I had and- popcorn. Yes, I had popcorn machine. I had the cotton candy. I had the like photo booth, <laughs> a vintage photo booth. So it just there was just something for everyone to do, whether you know whether you're into circuses or not you you should be i mean i don't know why you wouldn't be but um yeah it was just entertaining till the the end um we had my friend scott and kimber his wife they have these outfits they're um led lights and they're octopuses jelly i'm sorry jellyfish no so (laughs) so at the end of you know maybe at the last hour they came out and my friends, Lisa, I had some, I, I forget all my friends that did help me. Lisa has this, this outfit that has, she's kind of was part of an inspiration for this theme. It's a skirt and it has tentacles coming out as part of the skirt. So we played Rock Lobster by the B-52s and then they came out and danced with me. And that was in the last hour. So if you left before that, then you missed this whole other. And she passed out hula hoops and everybody was out hula hooping. <laughs> Well, that was that was a that was a total that wasn't planned. I mean, I, I brought hula hoops because, you know, it just was the look was in. If people wanted hula hoop, great. But um, we have this bear over here that I just brought because it was it, it looked good in the theme. Dick bought it a long time ago for Halloween, and he thought it was going to be this scary ten foot bear, and it ended up being the cutest little six foot bear. You, and he never used it for anything, and I thought. That bear is going to play in the, at our wedding. So I had the bear just kind of over to the side with the by the DJ. 
just as a like a photo op for people and it had the hula hoops on it he, he was dressed up with a hat and the like a little skirt and then my friend ricardo i i thought oh i'm gonna do a soul train line like that was part of what i thought i was gonna do but my friend ricardo brought the bear on the dance floor and he had the hula hoops so that became the bear you know people were dancing around the bear <laughs> and people were doing the hula hoops i mean and it was just I couldn't have planned that. It was, <laughs> it was amazing. It was so wonderful. So what were your guests' reactions? It sounds like you had a lot of guests who were actually there helping you, but everybody else to whom this was a huge surprise, yeah. how did they react? Oh, they had a wonderful time. As I said, we had to throw them out. <laughs> I don't know what time it was, but nobody wanted to leave. The comment I got the most was just, it was magical. It was like they were in a different world and that was exactly proud of it (laughs) yeah it was exactly what i wanted it was it went better than i even expected but magical was the word people were constantly using and then uh, they would say it was a show with a wedding in there in the middle yeah it was like a i wanted it to be like a dinner kind of like a dinner theater like you're eating but then there's all this stuff going on and it just went so well (laughs) that's great so now, as you were planning, what were the most and least important aspects for your time and your budget? You know, some people say, well, it was most important to have good photography, good food, and great centerpieces. And some people are like, I didn't care a hoot about the centerpieces. I wanted to focus my time on the food. Um, I think the food was probably your least. The le- Yeah, the food was the least important to me. I'm, of course, I want people to have a good meal (laughs) but that definitely wasn't like i want lobster and you know i just wanted a nice meal i did do it family style i thought that was a great way interaction is a big thing with me when you throw a party at any kind of party i think it's a great you know you're passing it around so yeah food was definitely not the biggest thing the centerpieces were huge because they kind of were the theme so they you know they brought you in and it was wonderful because king doll did the centerpieces and carol at king doll did um there was two hat i believe there was two hats on each table and people could wear the hats so that you know if you didn't get dry i had kind of like a color code recommendation for the wedding but you you could still be in the theme which you could wear the hat you could bring the hat it was kind of like a party favor you could take it home um the centerpieces were huge the lighting oh the lighting was very big with me because it just changes the whole mood of anything um lighting was very big the music was very big to me i don't know that's about about everything all the little details that just i wanted to scream the theme so i just wanted to just keep the theme was just so important to me that any little opportunity that i could have to make that theme. I mean, I had little um, mermaids, you know, for the drinks, I had little mermaids. (laughs) Those kind of things that maybe not everyone's gonna notice were important to me. But being, you know, this kind of wedding that, oh, look how much money I spent is not, was not important to me. It was like, wow, that was a fun wedding. And that was, that was the biggest priority for me. The lighting was, turned out, you had a seafoam green, aura in the rooms, almost an underwater look. It was mm-hmm. just gorgeous. So then what is each of your favorite memory of the day? I think the taking the vows to me. Oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah. The vows were... I mean, this... <laughs> he He's just... 
<laughs> he can say, you know, like, like you said, he, I mean, he could read in the phone book and it would be amazing. But for, you know, he, he, the way he says things, just that, that was, I mean, that was, I think that was an expected special moment. But my mom hula hooping to Walking on Sunshine by, uh, what's it? I cannot remember the name of the group. Anyway, my mom hula hooping was an unexpected memory that I, I just I couldn't believe. She was going for the whole song. She wouldn't stop. She would I have kept going. I believe her stamina. She, she just her face. Oh I God. mean, that just I, I <laughs> that was probably to me. I mean, of course the, the the ceremony was wonderful, but that was an unexpected special memory for me. She was in theme too. She made her own dress. She was. I didn't have any bridesmaids, but she was calling herself the Mermaid of Honor. She was into it. (laughs) It was great. The only thing that went wrong was when we did our duet. Come on. She was out of the spotlight. (laughs) I was in the spotlight, and she was in the dark, and I kept trying to get her to come in. (laughs) Yeah. We we didn't even rehearse the song. We we would do it in the house casually, but we never fully rehearsed the song. We didn't rehearse it with the the sound or anything. Because I was so busy. And um, yeah, I was so proud of myself that I did the song great. And we walk off. He said, you were out of the light. I'm like, oh, man. I can't. Listen, he has a lot more experience than I do. So, Well, if that was the only thing that went wrong, it sounds like yeah. it's pretty good. Day. Yes. Yes. Now, do you have any tips or advice for future brides and grooms who want to incorporate a strong theme the way you did? I think interactive items is very helpful because I'm no, a lot of my friends know me they know I dress up in costume all the time it doesn't have to be Halloween so I it, there was this thing where they were thinking am I gonna be do I have to dress up in costume I went no it's it's not a literal circuit I mean you can if you want I, I won't be upset but it, I am gonna be wearing a wedding dress and oh the other thing is um, I had I didn't really necessarily want a white wedding dress. I wanted, I loved that seafoam color, and I thought, oh, I want, I want a seafoam color uh, wedding dress. But there was no, there was no dresses I found that were as grand. There were like bridesmaids dresses, and I wanted a wedding dress. I mean, I wanted like a grand dress. So I, instead of uh, dyeing it, which would have been probably what, the, what the thing that would have gone wrong, <laughs> I had, I guess, the seamstress put a um, blue tool underneath. Because I had a, a like a mermaid dress and it had a tool at the bottom you could see through, and I put blue tool or like sea foamy, and so it looked like I was dipped in the ocean. It was so pretty, <laughs> but I I think interactive items are very helpful to get people if they weren't you know if they're nervous about oh I don't know how far I should go with this, once they get there they can get in more into it. So I, the, the hats were very helpful. You know, they could, I mean, we have a whole page of pictures of people just wearing that. They got really into the hats. I had props for the photo booth, you know, with the octopus tentacles and silk gloves and um, just things that they could get into it, get into it. Um, I had themed drinks. Uh, what else did I do? The, you know, the popcorn, just like all these interactive items. I think maybe the best advice is start early. Start early for the... Uh, <laughs> for the planning, with the theme and what? with your planning, right? <laughs> it <laughs> it like it turned out. So. It, it did. It, uh, like the hula hooping, you know, just 
if they weren't into it in the beginning, if they were they were into the theme by the end, or they didn't understand the theme because it was Seafoam Circus. What I don't get what that is. Once they were there, they they were into it, whether they were in conservative outfit or not. So yeah. Now, is there any place online where my listeners can go to read about or see photos of your day? RebelBellWeddings.com. My wedding planner, she has a three-part blog post about our wedding. So there's lots of pictures there. I don't think our photographer did one. But yeah, that's probably the best place to find the wedding. Well, thank you both so much for taking the time to share this story on my show today. I think it's fascinating, and I think it's really helpful for anyone who does want to have a strongly themed wedding or even someone who's thinking, you know, I wish we could just get married and then have a party later. It's very encouraging to know that that really does, that could be a good fit for someone. probably the best idea to do that, I think. Yeah. Our friend Brian, who married us, was ordained by the Universal Church, (laughs) which you can do online. Yeah. <laughs> we figured we had a legitimate marriage license. So. Right. <laughs> Anyone could have married us. But yeah, he is, he is legal. Yeah. Yeah, no, and I recommend that, especially if you do, like you say, you want a friend or a family member to be your officiant. It's a great way to go. Yes. Yeah. All right, well, thanks so much for being on the show. You're Come welcome. Better. Thank you. That's our show for today. If you enjoyed it, be sure to rate the Disney Wedding Podcast on iTunes so that others will find it. You can also send your comments, questions, and suggestions to info at DisneyWeddingPodcast.com. Past shows are available in iTunes and on the show's website. And for instant answers to all your Disney's Fairy Tale Weddings questions, check out Passporter's Disney Weddings and Honeymoons Guide, available as an interactive ebook with continual free updates at Passporter.com weddings.asp or in print at Passporter.com and Amazon.com. <laughs>